how did the one with your manager go? Did you just ask them about how, like why you don't have more work? No, <laughs> it was just an entire podcast of like. So what do you got coming up for me? No, what else the, is going on? The one guy Spencer who works for my manager is a pretty interesting guy. You know, he was in a rock band. And oh, he, I um, met Spencer. I met him before. Yeah, he was in a rock band, and then he also played on a like a professional blackjack team. Oh, really? Yeah. A lot of agents and managers are into gambling. Like yeah. my my last two, like one of my agents that I had a long time ago, he really got into gambling, like and to the point where he started like representing gamblers and stuff. And then another man, this other manager that I knew who I kind of was with like for a couple of months, he sort of hip pocketed me, but I knew some other guys that were with him and he was like a crazy gambler. Like one, one of my friends that was with him was like, yeah, I think he's got like a real gambling problem. And I was like, it seems like it's maybe that's just part of the, uh, appeal of maybe you're kind of taking risks and with clients. And I don't know if that's sort of a, yeah, well, I guess you yeah, show business is sort of a gamble if you want to rationalize or fig, try to figure it out that way. But I think it's also just like people like gambling. Some people just really love gambling. I hate yeah. it. I hate no, it. Me too. Like, I feel like I sort of feel like this is a big enough gamble that, you know, like when you're in this business, you're already gambling. Like you don't need to be gambling more on the, yeah, except he broke it down. It's like if, if they're playing in teams and they're counting cards and they're only sitting down and betting high when the, when the, their odds are more in their favor. So, so they are actually overall, it's, it's, it's more like a sure thing job than it is. Right. Yeah. If you're playing as a team, are yeah. you allowed to do that? I didn't think no. that was, allowed. well, it, they throw you out. Yeah, <laughs> they throw you out, but it's not illegal. So he talked uh, about that. It's kind of an interesting if you want to listen. Oh to it. yeah, I'll listen to it for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, hello, ladies and ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode. What episode is it? It's episode eighty-eight. Oh, ladies, it's good to have you. Um, I went out to see a lady last night with my wife, who's also a lady. So uh, <laughs> that's it's clear. It's clear where I stand on ladies. Thank you. Thank you for listening, and thank you for being yourselves again. Not that I let you. You do that all your, on your own. Hey, you know what you could do on your own if you wanted to? You could come and see me at a place. You just heard Nigel talking about last week's episode of this show, which if you haven't heard that, you could listen to that. Then you could get in your car. You could drive to Peoria, Illinois, <laughs> go to the Jukebox uh, Comedy Club, April 3rd through 5. You've got time to get there, believe me, from wherever you live in the United States. Unless, well, if it's Hawaii, you're going to have to fly, in which case you've got plenty of time. Uh, April 17th and 19th, I'm in San Francisco at the Punchline. I'm at the Comedy Works South outside of Denver, May 8th through 10. I'm going to Kilkenny, Ireland, the end of May. I'm going to a lot of places. I'm doing a lot of things. You can keep track of all of that at jakethis.com. You can follow me uh, at jakethis on Twitter or, uh, you know, enrich your life. Listen to just, or you can just listen to the beginning of the podcast and I'll tell you where I'm going to be. That's how, that's how things happen here on the podcast, right? Of course, of course, that's how they happen. So here we are, here I am, and here you are. And uh, what's going on? Well, last night, we went to see Laurie Anderson, my wife and I. It's probably a few nights ago by now, by the time that you're listening to this. But uh, I thought we were going to see Laurie Anderson, but we were going to see Laurie Anderson with a Kronos Quartet, which is an avant-garde string quartet. And man, oh man, was it a little bit too sophisticated for me. 
the guy on the other side of my wife kept falling asleep, which is I wish I wish I could go into some kind of a trance at those moments because it was very sort of trancey music. It was the kind of music that made you feel like, boy, if I could just forget that I'm a person and just be this music until it's done being music, that would take a lot of pressure off me because being a person and listening to this music at the same time is a lot to do. I got to try and hold still, which is not easy. I got to have an internal dialogue with myself about wanting to get up and get the hell out of here. There's a certain amount of me that wanted to have an argument with someone, but not really my wife, because she asked me if I wanted to go, and I said I did want to go, because I remember liking Laurie Anderson when I, when I was in my 20s so long ago. Did I even really like her? I don't know. Did I? I did understand who she was, because she did some things that were Laurie Anderson-ish at the show that I enjoyed. But uh, like I say, man, it was, it, was, it was just something different that I expected. And uh, that, that can be surprising or jarring. And maybe it's happening to you right now. Maybe, maybe you've come to the show or you're a fan of mine and you've said, well, I'm going to check out Jake's podcast. And, and now you're listening to me talk about Laurie Anderson. You're thinking, I didn't think this is what it was going to be. All I can say is, uh, you know what, give it a chance. Each episode is different. They're like flowers or snowflakes. Or, or sometimes they're dinosaurs. They're not even flowers or snowflakes. Sometimes they're dinosaurs. Sometimes they're an asteroid. I watched the, that first episode of Cosmos. Speaking of asteroids, I really enjoyed that. That Neil deGrasse Tyson is uh, good. He's good. And it really made me realize how giant the universe is and how insignificant we all are. Even when you consider us all together on the planet Earth, we're just a tiny bit of a super giant thing. And then when you wind up in this pretty big room for the compared to the size of one person listening to Laurie Anderson you think man as small as we are that seems like I don't have to be here right now but I I was there and I did that and that's over and I guess I enjoyed it I shouldn't really be complaining too much she got a standing ovation that was so long that it started to piss me off I was like look I want to get out of here I just I can't be in this spot any longer. I watched the whole show. I was quiet. I didn't fidget. I wasn't distracting to those around me. I didn't push the button on my phone to make it light up so I could see what time it was because I, I so wanted to know like how much longer is going to be before I'm finished with this. But I didn't do that. I made it so it was like a, a war. I was just a soldier in a war. I don't know when it's going to be over. That's up to people above my pay grade. I'm just going to keep fighting until this is done. But then when it got to be the ovation time, it was like, well, no, this is over, and I should be allowed to leave. I've got my papers. I'm allowed to go home, and uh, I can't get out of here because some people need to do some clapping. I feel like it was more clapping than she really could enjoy. It, it went on too long because it was a prepared piece that she'd worked out and written specifically for this Kronos Quartet. So there wasn't like, it wasn't like, well, now we're, now we're going to do an encore of one of our other songs. They don't have any other songs. So there was, they just came out and kept bowing some more until finally it was like, Hey, look, get it through your heads. This is the subtext of her smiling and bowing that I thought was like, get it through your heads. People at uh, UCLA, a big giant theater. Uh, there isn't any more. I can't do any more. No matter how much you liked it, it's done, and I'm finished, and I'm going to go home. I'm going to go eat a sandwich. In fact, there's probably refreshments backstage. I don't know whatever Lori Anderson likes to have after a show. She could have dressed up a little bit more also. She was wearing a flannel shirt. Not that I haven't worn a flannel shirt, but I'm just playing in little tiny comedy clubs. I'm not, I'm not at this big, uh, fancy theater at UCLA 
where my wife is attending college. We did not get a break on the tickets, I can tell you that. They were not cheap. But you can come see me for a lot cheaper. And uh, when you're done, I I like to think that you wish there was more. But even if there's not more, you won't wish that there was less. <laughs> Which is something that I secretly did wish at a little a couple of points during the show. Anyway, uh... <laughs> That's showbiz, ladies and gentlemen. That's life. Sometimes you're doing something that you want to do, and sometimes that you're doing something that you don't want to do. This week, I'm doing something that I wanted to do. I'm talking to Nigel, my friend Nigel Lawrence. He's back this week. I reached him on the Internet, and we had a conversation. I'm preparing to blast off this week to go to New Zealand to my sister-in-law's wedding. I'm excited about that. And I hopefully I'll report in a little bit from New Zealand, but I do have a plan for next week's episode just in case I'm not able to do something from New Zealand. Next week, uh, my guest will be Murray Valeriano, and I'm going to be talking to him. And you will be able to listen to that. And I think he'll enjoy it because he's awesome. And <laughs> let's face it, you already like talking. You already like listening to talking. And maybe you like working out. If you're on the treadmill, crank it up. Don't forget. And it's time now to get on with it. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Yeah, I don't know what happens here, but when I I change the settings for the device, Mm -hmm. and then sometimes it just moves back up on its own. It's like, hey, I'm going to do this. I don't know. Well, these computers have their own preferences. Yeah, they think they know what's right for us. Yeah. That's the scary thing. See, the thing is, is you like that sometimes. Because, right. you know, I really don't know what's right for me. And when sometimes when technology just goes, hey, this is what's right for you, I go, well, actually, you're right. Some- but then sometimes it's the opposite. When I know what I want and the technology is like, no, you don't want that. I'm like, yeah, actually, I do. I've, I've I do got other concerns besides your concerns, technology. Yeah, we're not on the same page, technology. Come on, why can't we get along? I feel like sometimes it's Steve Jobs from Behind, Beyond the Grave. Just I don't think he's doing anything because Apple's pissing me off so much lately. I think I think he's just really dead. I keep wishing he would come back from the grave and change a few things. Straighten some things out. Yeah, yeah I straighten I hear some you. shit out. I, I feel like he's just gone. He was like, forget it. I'm you out of here. You guys are on your own. You guys are on your own. You think you can do it? Yeah, I got my cancer. You go yeah. get your own cancer. <laughs> He's got an app for that. It's probably get well, we're probably getting it right now anyway. From all this stuff. I'm all not worried things. about that brain that brain thing from the cell phone. Are you worried about that? Um no. I mean I sort of feel like everything we do is bad for us, right? In a way. Well kind of yeah, it's easy to say I mean, that when you feel good and you're healthy, you know. Yeah, I just I just sort of don't think about it. I don't <clears throat> I don't think about that because I mean you can think about that stuff all day long, right? About the power lines and the your computer screen and your cell phone and all these things that are bad for you, your the eggs that you eat, whatever, I don't know. Cuz every week there's a new thing that causes cancer or that's going to kill you somehow. Yeah, I don't really spend much time worrying about the cell phone thing. It's just as every once in a while it comes up as a as a oh yeah don't forget to worry about your cell phone by your head you cancer <laughs> except I've always got mine in my pocket on the hands free so I'm probably growing yeah. some kind of tumor in my 
gonads are my yeah. <laughs> your your hip is just going to be a giant tumor one day. Yeah, my left leg is going like... to fall off. I can hop on my right leg though. That's my dominant leg. Yeah. That'll be a good conversation. Jake, do you have any idea why this one leg would be full of cancer? But uh, nothing else. Everything else is fine. That's my pocket where I keep my uh, Steve Jobs phone. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. You've got to rotate pockets. you got to move it around. Well, then, I, then, I don't, then I'd have no legs. Now at least i got this right leg that I can hop around on. See, there you go. Always then, look on the right side. By the time they're cutting our legs off for cancer, though, we're, they're going to have some new robot leg that they can just Well, the new on. legs are, yeah, they're pretty good. Have you seen the Paralympics? Have you seen any of that stuff? No. I'm Pretty amazing. I some should be watching the Paralympics. Have. I thought it was every all the Olympic events were parasailing. <laughs> they're not. You mean it's like ski jumping people. with a sail on it and then ice yeah. skating with a sail on it? Yeah. Yeah. Like I was like, ooh, the curling is going to be great. Just... Hang gliding in with I thought one it, of those huge rocks. I, I thought it was all the same events, but it was just two people doing all of them. Or in the case of <laughs> Paris figure skating, then it would be four people at that the Paralympics. Yeah. It's like every, every event becomes a three-legged race. <laughs> or a combination of both of those things. <laughs> An extra person and parasailing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you both have to have a disability. Yeah. Oh, and this is a new Extreme Games now, what does a pear, what does pear stand for? Pear, it's a fruit. Yeah. Okay, you're right. So these are the fruit Olympics. <laughs> yeah, sponsored by uh, the growers of pears. I didn't see any of the Paralympics, and I thought, you know, they do they even televise it? Can you watch? Could you have watched the opening ceremony of the Paralympics? Yeah, it is here. It, they have coverage every night on the news on it here. Yeah. Well, I hear reports about it. Yeah, so I, I've seen some of the events and stuff, but mm-hmm. it's uh, I'm sort of Olympic out. I mean, unfortunately, I feel at this point, I didn't care about the Winter Olympics that much when they were actually happening, mm-hmm. except for a few sports like the hockey and stuff. But and now it's just like I mean, it's pretty amazing that a blind guy can go in the cross country ski race, and you know, it's 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 pretty amazing. Yeah, um, that you can be blind or missing a limb or and it, it's. This is actually – they should put this one first because then it makes the normal Olympics look like garbage. You're just like, ah, these guys are just oh, – he's got both his <laughs> legs. Of both course, his legs. Of course he can win the cross-country skiing. Where's the challenge there? Yeah, there's nothing. It's easy to win with both your legs. Yeah. He's not even blind. He can totally see where he's going. Now, the blind pe- blind guy, that's not downhill. That's just cross-country, right? That'd no, it little... was the cross-country. Yeah. I watched a cross-country race and the guy was blind. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I can't even – I don't even. I can't even get my head around some of it. It makes you feel a little bit like you're not trying hard enough in your life. Well, and also when you interview, like when they interview them, and they and they're so positive about, like these people have overcome, you know, incredible obstacles, and they're still, and you know, they're winning. They're in the Olympics, winning a winning a medal. Yeah, you know. I mean, and I, I'm like, I'm like, you know, I lose one of my socks in the laundry, and I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't go on today. I know, That's well, do, it. but do it. It's hard to figure out even how to ask a question about the Paralympics without accidentally offending someone. Yeah, you know what I mean. I probably have already offended a lot of people already. Uh, but so I, you- that's what I'm curious about. Is like, how is it all uh, people with some kind of a para pair? All the pair people can they get in? 
Uh, well, I don't know. I mean... But do you have, I, like, a blind guy competing against a guy with one leg? I mean, that seems like it could get to be... Oh, do they, absurd. Mean, do they all absurd, have the same yeah. disability in each race? No, well, I don't seems think like so. it could just because... get weird to me, but... Uh... Oh, see, I didn't even look for that. I wasn't noticing. But I know, like, one girl that was... I watched some of the cross-country skiing, and, like, she was missing an arm, so she only had... Uh, so, you know, like you're at mm-hmm. a pretty serious disadvantage, but I don't know. I, did, I wasn't really paying attention to what the other – I don't know what the other athletes' disabilities were in the race. Like I wasn't really mm-hmm. – I'm not sure because you could have a prosthetic on or something, sure. you know. So, or, yeah, good question. I don't know. I can't answer that. What the, I don't think so. I don't think it's like, okay, everybody in this race has to be missing their right arm because that would be impossible. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, and but I guess it's, it's all – got to be about your performance, but then again – I, I mean, uh, anyway. Man, every time we do a podcast, I realize how much we don't know about stuff. I know. it's two, We're two questions away from we just start, throwing in the towel. <laughs> we, we start talking about something, and then the questions just murder us. We start asking questions <laughs> that neither one of us know the answer to, yeah. and then it's just we need a new topic. I, the blind uh, the blind boxing guy, that... Well, that would be oh, in the Paris tough. Summer Olympics. That would be a toughie. Yeah, that's not in the winter. That's probably not going to happen. As far as I know, unless things went really wrong in the Winter Olympics and it was very angry. I think snowboxing is a good sport, and if it's not in... Well, that's called hockey. Oh, hockey, <laughs> hockey is yeah. called snowboxing. Snowboxing yeah. is called hockey. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a little bit of fighting. Yeah, sometimes. Ice boxing, really. If things go right, if things go well, there's yeah. a bit of fighting. Yeah. You're looking for a fight. Um Oh, so here's something we can talk about that neither one of us will know anything about because nobody <laughs> okay. knows anything about the missing plane. Oh boy, I was just looking. About that I was just looking on the internets before we got on the internets <laughs> because I wanted to see like what can we talk about. Everybody's talking about the missing plane. They're just going nuts. I yeah. feel like it's weird to me because it's not like nothing is going on. <laughs> like like we were talking about last time. It's this whole thing in. Uh, uh, the Ukraine, the, we yeah. could wind up back in the hot Cold War. Yeah. But uh, instead of talking about that, we're talking about this missing plane. I mean, I, <laughs> it's just a diversion. Maybe Russia did it just to keep keep everybody preoccupied. I think. Do you think so? They kidnapped Maybe. them. They're all those people. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, I sure hope all those people on that plane are at some kind of Siberian, you know, ice cave. They're resort. in a resort. They're in a resort somewhere. That's what I somewhere. hope is happening. Well, I saw today that the plane had been flying for four hours after they lost contact with it. Did you see that? Well, that's what I don't understand. There's so much misinformation. Like, I don't it, – because it, it just went off the radar. Well, the thing right? to me about it is that they've got us all, like you and I, you and I aren't the only people talking about this. Everybody's talking about it at coffee shops and diners all day long. Yeah. It's like we're all on the case it's yeah. like, you know, like we've got a, what have, what have you got on this missing plane? It's like, hey, it's on the <laughs> other side of the earth. Why don't you call me when you find something? And meanwhile, tell me about something that you actually know something about, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I found a piece of foil in my pocket today. I don't know where it came from. Do you think it's so from the plane? Something. Do you that think it's from the plane? Clue. It could mm-hmm. be a clue. It was about, what about those phone calls where you answer and then there's nobody there? You know those? Could think, be a call from call could, from the plane. Could be a call from the plane. Yeah. Yeah, I. And that's the thing. It's like, look, I. They're they're gonna find it or they're not gonna find it. I. I don't know. I. I, I get it. if you have a loved one who was on that plane, that oh, you're super concerned. It'd be really terrible. But as far as the rest of us are concerned, 
We're just creepy peeper, peekers. We're looky-loos. We're rubberneckers, yeah. you know? Yeah. I feel like, let's just, like, call me when you find the plane and tell yeah. me what happened. But I, I just can't. That's what I was saying uh, to Eve the other day. I was just like, I, I couldn't imagine knowing somebody on that flight. What an awful, you know, because you're just waiting for. And some of these things, sometimes when these tragedies happen, they never have yeah. an answer for yeah. it, you know, for what happened. Like, so you would never have closure on a on such a significant event in your life. I mean, hopefully this, they'll find it and figure out what happened. And I guess so. I mean, I, I, I get I get what people mean when they say that about closure, like just to just to know for sure that the person is ha, has died. But I think in this case, it's it's pretty like we're going to find out. Right. I mean, these guys aren't living. This isn't like the movie Lost. It reminds right. you of the movie Lost, but they're not right. they're not on an island somewhere. No, but it just yeah. could take because, I mean, if the thing is in the bottom of the ocean, it could take them years to find it. Right, like, is there wasn't there a plane? Yeah, but I, I feel like there I, was a plane that it, it took them like two years or something to f- locate the wreckage, and because it sank and they couldn't figure out what happened, and it took decades to find the Titanic. Yeah, you know, well, I mean, when you if you want to, <laughs> it's James Cameron is going to find this plane. Let's I was just going to say, but the movie was good. Yeah, he's going to find yeah. this plane. That's yeah. that's who I feel like. That's the guy who that should have been our first call was James Cameron. Yeah. Well, I like that China had a satellite image. They were like, hey, look at this. It's like they're watching everything. China (laughs) knows what's going on. They just accidentally, like, (laughs) oh, they seem to be looking for this plane. Hey, Hey, Gary, what's on screen two over there? Yeah, that's that plane everybody's looking for. Should we tell them? Yeah, let's send them an email. Yeah, I like that we're not doing Chinese accents. I feel like that's classy. Yeah. It's too it's too weird. And yeah, I know I like that there's a the guy in China named Gary. Yeah. <laughs> he gave him an American name. Well that's yeah. what he, that's his name for when he's doing his night job, which is doing the uh, you know, customer service for Verizon. <laughs> yeah. Hi, this is Gary. You're not Gary. Except he's got an <laughs> accent that is so thick that you know his name is not Gary. No, Your name is yeah, not Gary. Not, you're and, not Gary. Or you have the coolest Chinese parents ever. Yeah. Yeah. There's um yeah, it's pretty. I remember um, those airlines. Like that, that plane came out of Malaysia, right? It was a Malaysian airline. <laughs> you go, girl. I don't know. What? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think I it think was it, down there. It was down there in that uh, area. And I remember this is just a, a like a side story, I guess. But when this I whole was, podcast is a side story. Really. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I want to just step away from the facts. Of yeah. this investigation. Okay, and this is good. this is like an anecdote so about this Malaysia. Is not actual. Well, it's okay. just kind of a a, a, a weird story. But is I this was, about uh, the lady who has a ping pong ball shooting out of her vagina? Is it one of those stories about Malaysia? Uh, well, way to go. Okay, sorry. Well, now it ruins the whole part about the plane crash. Well, they say that those stewardess, the flight attendants on that, well, I guess that's Singapore Air, which is a different Oh, they're one. beautiful. They have are. Have you ever flown Singapore Airlines? No, I haven't. But that's oh. a, they don't have this ping pong. That's not it. No, it's no. all class. It's very classy. It's supposed to be super classy. Very nice. Yeah, everybody's very nice. But so the opposite of that, there's some airlines over there that are not very classy. Like when I was backpacking over in Southeast Asia years ago, um, I got on this. I bought a ticket for this one plane because some of the tickets are really cheap. It's like you're just like, wait, it's 15 bucks to get on a plane and fly over there. But then you get on the plane and one of the planes I got on, there was a seat missing. And so they just taped a chair 
in the in the middle of the in really? between the two chairs. Yeah, and so somebody was sitting on that chair. It was just like a normal chair. No, there was enough seats that nobody had to sit there. But I was like, what if the flight was full? And like, if that was my seat, I'd be like, I don't know if I'm comfortable in the lawn chair that's taped to the <laughs> I, two regular chairs. I but. Have you ever been in that situation though, where you've got to get somewhere, and it's like that's your seat, you got to go, and yeah. and you just because you want to believe that you're the kind of person that would say, "Look, I'm getting off. I'm not going to ride with a chicken in a chair. It's like green eggs and ham. Yeah. I'm not going to fly yeah. in a chair." I have had that a couple times. I had it one time where I said no, and another time where I was just like, "All right, forget it. Let's just do this." What was the time when you said no? It was uh, it was in <laughs> it was in Thailand. I was in northern Thailand. And I bought a ticket for a bus, and I got to the bus, and my ticket was for the cargo hold, like, underneath the bus, like, what? where the luggage was. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Like, so picture, like, a Greyhound bus, you know, when they lift the thing up? And he was, like, jump in there, and I was like, there's no way. Because this is, it was like a, a you know, a several-hour bus trip, and I was like, I'm not, I can't ride in there. What were you supposed to do in there? Just, just lie down just in the in dark? There. You just, yeah, like, you just get in there. Was there going to be another person in there with you? Yeah, I think there was a couple of people, and I was just like, there's no way. And so I kind of got in a fight, like an argument with the guy that sold me the ticket because I was like, that's not a real ticket. And yeah, then it's not. You yeah, had, and you had a good it, point. In America, yeah. we don't sell a ticket for where your baggage goes. No, and then, and then it kind of escalated, and then uh, like a military cop saw us and came over and got involved, and then he like made the guy give me my money, give, give me my money back. Oh, so, or no, actually, he he got me a seat on another bus, like on an actual bus. Uh huh. Yeah. So it all worked out, but it took like a military. Like when the military came in, I was like, "Oh man, this is not good now," because I don't speak the language, and so, there's going to be all kind. I'm going to wind up in some. I'm in the middle of nowhere, northern I just, Thailand. I just want to make sure that I understand this. You buy the ticket, and then you show up to get on the bus. Like you go in the door of the bus, and the guy looks at your ticket, and he goes, "No, no, no." Yeah, he tells over you to get here. off. Yeah, yeah. He's like down here. You're you go in here. But there was, was not like, another person in there. Um, I can't remember if there were other people going in because I was too worried about myself at that point. I was just in like, the movie, no way. In, in the movie, when he opens up that door, there's going to be people in there. <laughs> there's just a body, a corpse. <laughs> no, there's just two guys in there eating a sandwich in the dark. <laughs> hey, come on in. Yeah, yeah. So. uh yeah, so that was pretty weird. But um, oh, so but but the airline story. So yeah, so so the plane with the thing. But anyways, I'm, I was sitting in a bar one time in an airport, and I got talking to the guy next to me, and mm-hmm. he was a pilot for Qantas, and he was just like on that's a leg. Who was, that's who we're flying down to New Zealand on on Tuesday, the day that this podcast comes out. We're flying to, to Australia and then back to New Zealand on Qantas. Go ahead. Yeah, they're the safest airline, safest airline in the world. That's what they say. Right? I saw Rain Man. Yeah. Okay. Well, they 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 always like to remind you of that too if you fly them or talk to somebody that works for them. But so this guy was a pilot and he was flying home. I forget what they call it, like dog legging it back or some. They have some weird term dead, for dead, it. I think it's dead. Dead or whatever. I think it's yeah. But where you use they don't it like to say dead. <laughs> Not on Qantas. They never yeah. say it. They're the safest. No, we don't. They keep saying safest, but really what they mean is luckiest. Yeah. It's gonna happen. So I told him my little story about the airline that with the chair and everything. And he was like, oh, he said, you know, there." and I can't remember the name of the airline in Indonesia, but I think it was like 
uh, Garuda or Indonesian Airlines or something. And he's like, the, it's the only, and at the time, this may not be true anymore, but he was like, at the time, he said, that's the only airline that we are forbidden to fly as a Qantas uh, employee. He said, it voids our life insurance flying if we, if we oh. get on one of their plates, planes to like connect to another plane or something. We're not allowed. Oh, it's like a because, courtesy thing of like, you just dropped me off over here. Yeah, like because yeah. you know sometimes you have to get a different flight. I wish you, you fl- could. You know, this is a great example of of the podcast that now the listeners you know there is an airline <laughs> that is the most dangerous airline, but yeah. it may or may not be Garuda Airlines. We don't know. We don't know. It could be. It, well, it may have changed by now too. If if I had known, yeah, the most dangerous airline. But at any at any rate, his his rationale was he said because the pilots aren't actually trained internationally, like they're trained for within their own country. Uh-huh. But if they ever have to fly out of their country, they don't – apparently they don't – you know, you have to have somebody that speaks the language and knows all the signals and the whatever. I guess it's a different license or, you know, qualifications. So they, they're not allowed to fly outside there. And he said also because the, the airline is so poor that if a plane goes down, they don't even look for it. They just abandon it because all their flights are, are local within their own country. So no, it's never an international incident. Like the plane goes down if they don't find it, whatever. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, and, and I was like, oh, so that's the airline I just flew. He's like, yeah, that's the one you just flew. So he's like, you're very lucky that it worked out. I was like, that was cheap. That was a real cheap ticket. Oh, the one with the lawn chair was the dangerous airline. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Why are you surprised by that? <laughs> well, I, I, I just, I didn't realize that this story was actually going to tie together that completely. I mean, it's really well done, Nigel. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I just I'm trying to look up the the safest airlines, but uh, or the the most dangerous airlines. But it just keeps talking to me about the safest airlines. Yeah, I don't think that anybody advertises the most dangerous. No, but this is an article about like oh, hey, come fly with us. We crash all the time. If you're a thrill seeker. We're fly us for your next vacation. We're flying home on uh, Air Fiji because they're partners with American. Oh, I don't know anything about that. Air Fiji. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. But we're stopping in Fiji. Oh, yeah. Exotic. I don't know that we're going to be getting off the plane. Well, like I said, I've, I've drank their water. I don't need. I don't know. Hmm. Safety rating is six out of seven stars. Their pro- product rating, I don't know what that means. But are you just on Yelp now? Five out of seven stars. No, I'm on I'm on the internet, Nigel. We're on, you and I are talking on the internet, and I'm also on the internet looking this up. You're on Yelp? Thinking. It's weird because they're showing pictures of the inside of their planes, and uh, they look like they're from another time. The <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's scary. That that always scary. makes me nervous when you get on. Like some of those American Airlines flights are really old. Like you get on those planes and you're like, man. Well, the old planes. But I old. flew. I flew home on the brand new plane from uh, Letterman last week, and uh, it was the brand new American Airlines plane with a deluxe entertainment system in every seat. I, I, huh? I flew me business class. It was a giant seat, big screen, like bigger than my computer screen, uh-huh. full of movies. Didn't work. The whole plane. No one could watch a movie or listen to music or do anything. Brand new. Yeah. The plane was like six weeks old or something. Yeah. Didn't work. So, great. Yeah. 
Well, see, it's funny because some of those old planes, you know, like the old, like the ones that they use flying like up north and stuff, the old, uh, mm-hmm. uh, what are those things called? The old um, otters or, do you know what those planes are called? The beavers or the otters or I don't know. Let's say Guess they're, called, some let's kind say of they're called the beaver. Let's say they're called the beaver otter. <laughs> the bovaters? You know the bovaters? Yeah, the bovaters. So tell me about the bovaters. <clears throat> They're old. Well, they're like, yeah, they're old. Like they haven't made those. I mean, some of those old planes that that they use as like you know for um, like forest fire fighting and stuff like that. Like those planes are old, like military planes, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's about taking ever. care of them. Passengers are nervous about flying in them, but if they're well maintained, you know, I yeah. took my car in yesterday. Oh, we can talk about car problems in a minute. But when my brother-in-law was here. He wanted to go to some place that's out in the Mojave Desert that's an air, airplane graveyard. And I oh, looked it up oh, on the internet. Yeah. It's unbelievable. All these old airline planes that yeah. they, they just decide they want new ones because the you know passengers sort of demand it. We're buying tickets. We don't want to ride on some old plane. So they just retire these planes, and they're out there just parked in the desert. Tons yeah. of them. Yeah, I've seen pictures of that. It looks awesome. Liners. And supposedly at the, at the one place they run a tour, it's like the first – Saturday of the month or something like that. So they were here when we couldn't go, but I would love to go out and check that out one of these times. Yeah. The airplane graveyard. We'll do that. We'll do that. We'll do a podcast from there. We'll go out there and take this stuff and do a chat out there. It could right? happen. It could That'd happen. That'd be good. We would get yeah, our I... levels light, right? If we were out there. <laughs> I think those old ones, though, because they were, you know, they were sort of uh, like Jeeps, you know, like the old Willys Jeeps. They're pretty simple. They're mechanical. Like now everything's electronic and yeah, computerized. Well, and if something shorts out, it's like, I don't know. They don't know what do wire. It. Yeah. Well, as soon as you peel the wall open, it's just full of wires and they're all going from one thing to another thing. And so all but on this plane, all of the video systems in the brand new plane were out and they yeah. couldn't figure out the flight attendants, the pilot. They couldn't figure out how to reboot it or restart it and so it's it's the thing is so complicated that it's hard to maintain when any yeah. little thing goes wrong well and also i was watching this plane land it was on the news because this plane had some kind of technical difficulty and it was landing it was doing a an emergency landing and they had a pilot on and they were sort of asking the pilot questions as it was coming in like what would be happening and stuff and he said like on this particular plane because it was a newer plane once you enter the approach and like start landing he's like it's all automated on some of these new planes, so there's very little you can actually do once you start the sequence compared well, to the, the older yeah, planes. Because the plane knows where the it knows where the end of the runway is, and it knows what altitude you're at, and so it, it yeah. adjusts itself to to hit the glide path and come in. Yeah, I mean, it sounds more creepy than it actually is. But if it was if it was getting misinformation or misunderstanding right. that information, then you've got a real problem. But as long as it's transmitting and reading the data correctly it should be able to yeah. land itself yeah see i just like the idea of like the old planes i like having an old pilot too i like feeling like there's an old pilot that flew in in like the war or something like i like having that so like this guy could land it no problem like when you see like a young pilot i always i'm nervous i'm like uh this guy he doesn't know how to kick a landing gear down denzel washington landed a plane upside down while he was drunk in that, in that. Yeah, that was in a movie. That's Denzel Washington, though, too. I mean, that right. guy can do anything. Yeah, he's pretty great. Yeah, he could take down an entire Mexican cartel on his own. Could he? Did he do yeah. that? Did he do that? Take down a Mexican cartel? Probably. Yeah. What was so the uh, Man on Fire? Where he goes after the 
I, it wasn't a Mexican cartel, but it was in Mexico. It was I got to see that. That was, on the, that was on that plane that I was flying back from. <laughs> I could have watched you it. Couldn't the watch system it. was down. No. Yeah. Yeah. See? So I just took my car in to the shop. Well, first of all, Belinda's car, my wife, listeners, uh-huh. um, the Volvo station wagon, because we have a kid, was it's, it had been doing this chunky <laughs> shifting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's... <laughs> it's her car. It's her car. I don't want to drive the, car. the Volvo wagon. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to drive that thing. I mean, I do drive it. it. When we first got, it's got some zip to it, but it started shifting, sort of chunky. And she would take it in and tell them about it. And because she's a lady, they would just tell her, "We'll come back when it gets worse." I can't tell it. It's nothing's wrong. So this week she's driving home. She says it's doing something's bad. I don't know if we'll even be able to drive it in. So I said, "Look, I'll drive it to the dealership." I take it in. Um, what do you think? The, what's your over/under on what it's going to cost to get? It was. I'll just tell you, it wasn't just the thing that we took it in for. It needed some other stuff. Oh, what's my guess of what it cost? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. What was it? Seven thousand dollars. Wow. And and the car is worth about that on the blue book. So what was it? Was it the transmission? The transmission's got to be replaced. So we're going to put in a rebuilt oh. transmission. And we're going to put in uh, all this other stuff, so it's going to be seven grand. It would have been it would have been over twelve or over ten if we had uh, gone with a brand yeah. new transmission. But we're doing it because we, you know it's it'll be a good co- then it'll be that old car, but everything will be fixed, right? Nothing yeah. nothing could go wrong once you replace the transmission, right? Right? There's no electronics in it, so you need one of those Volvos from the 70s where everything's hydraulic and there's you no just electronics. Need a tank. You just need a tank. Oh my yeah, God. it's expensive to fix cars now. I mean, it sort of makes sense. I mean, I get why people just lease cars and stuff now because it's like, wow. It's so ridiculous. Well, and I said, I, I mean, we did the math on what the car costs us and about how much we put into it over the years, and it's still cheaper than if we had leased a car. Um, yeah. But so I said to him, okay, well, what if we don't get any, what if we just don't get it fixed? What do you give it, what do you give me in a trade in for it? And the guy goes, okay, well, I have to ask around. And uh, so the, the guy calls me back from the dealership and he wants to tell me about the brand new Volvos they've got. And I said, I don't want to buy a Volvo. I want to get something used. <laughs> what have you got used that you've taken in trade for one of your Volvos? So he starts telling me about those cars. And it's like they had a Touareg or Touareg Volkswagen, and I say so. And that one was seventeen, eighteen grand. And then I say, well, what what kind of trade in you going to give me on my car? He goes, oh, I, I got to call you back. <laughs> he calls me back. <sighs> he has the service guy call me back because the sales guy could not call me back to tell me the trade in on the car. How much do you think? Two thousand bucks. Five hundred dollars. What? Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's just like the seats are worth five. I mean, really get out, get the yeah. fuck out of here. But I mean, that was basically, they were admitting. So then that's when I said to the, I said to the service guy, I said, do people ever just leave their cars there? Do they ever just say, look, I'm going to come and get the CDs out of it. And you can just have it. Yeah, you just have it. And he said, well, then he, then he sort of broke down. Something inside him broke because he kind of, he gave up on the notion that they were going to sell me a new car, or that he was going to be able to make me happy about volvos or something and he just said people usually just donate them to charity yeah but uh, we decided to get, we made the decision I mean, to get it fixed i think we did car right salesmen thing. those car salesmen i mean if there is one you know you hate to stereotype people but if there is one group of people that truly earn their stereotype every day it's car salesmen 
I mean, those guys really work hard to be douchebags. I mean, I've just never had a positive experience with a car dealer. I haven't liked the car dealer. The Ever. car salesman. I had one good one with a car salesman. But the problem is the guy who sells the car, and, and when he's selling it, he's telling you, oh, our service department is great. But that, he has nothing to do with it. No, you they buy have nothing that car, that's the last time you're going to be talking to the salesman. If you try and say hello to him when you're bringing the car in to get the oil change, he's busy. He doesn't have time. He doesn't remember you. He doesn't care about you. No. Oh, my God. But then, No, they're two separate businesses. Yeah. They're completely separate things. But just you just think they're the same because they're under the same roof. Well, because the, the sales guy always acts like, oh, when you buy us, you don't just get us. You get those guys in the back in the jumpsuits. They're yeah. geniuses, and they can take your car apart and put it together blindfolded. And then, <laughs> then you go in, and it's like, I think these guys are getting minimum wage. Yeah. They hook it up <laughs> to the computer, and then whatever the computer says to do, they just pop in a brand new thing. Yeah, and it's true. They can take it apart and put it back together, but they're going to charge you twelve grand to do it. Well, so I just took in my car. <laughs> the service light came on, so I took my car to the shop yesterday. Also, we're having two both because we're going to New Zealand, so we thought we'll get our car stuff done while we're yeah. gone if we have to if it's a big deal my car needs $800 worth of this they wanted to charge me $170 to change the oil and I said I, I think I'll just go to the Jiffy, Jiffy Lube or whatever not not Jiffy I'll go to the not Jiffy Lube because I had a oil great change experience place. with them one time I'll go to the other oil change place and he goes yeah you could do that he goes okay so we won't change the oil and I said yeah I'll do that myself so all the other stuff still gonna still gonna cost like 800 bucks to replace a bunch of filters and rotate some things, and I don't know. Yeah. But see, I think the good thing about new cars is those services, you, they don't need to happen very often. Like, I just bought a new truck last year, and the service schedule is like nothing. It's like every, it's oil changes, and then every few years you've got to do a, they got to adjust some belts and stuff. Like it's pretty minor now with well, these new cars. I mean, you get the odd one that's going to cost you a few bucks, but when, I think when you compare it to, you know, I mean, my last car, the only thing I ever replaced on my Honda was a light bulb. It's the only thing I how fixed long did on you have it. it for? I had it for like eight years. And you trade that for the truck, the new truck? Yeah. What'd you get in trade? What'd they give you in trade? Uh, well, no, I sold it myself. Uh-huh. You don't do that. It's ridiculous because you take it into the dealership and they're like, yeah, exactly. They're like, it's worth $500. I mean, it's like it's like going to Mexico or some third world country and haggling in the market. I mean, it's crazy. Like you have a can of Coke and, and I'm like, I want to buy that can of Coke. And they're like, okay, it's $15. And you're like, come on. We know it's not $15. Like, don't even start there. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's like you get in this. Yeah. This ridiculous. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to say the Coke is worth two cents then, if that's how we're. And then we got to start off like this, and then go through this crazy no, but routine. You, you didn't. No you sense. didn't try and sell your card back to the dealer. Get a trade because they started no. bucks, and you're never going to get them up. So you end up yeah. selling it yourself. But then you don't want to buy a car from another. You could have bought a car. Why didn't you buy a used car from another person? Uh, a new car. Because I'm just going to keep it for like if you. I, I my last one, I bought it new. I take really good care of it. Lasts forever. Didn't have to do anything to it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to change the oil. I'm going to do everything right. And you know, you could buy one a few years old or whatever. But then it's like you don't know who had it before and if mm -hmm. it was taken proper care of or whatever. Well, that's the problem. Uh, I got my wife was a little bit used when I got her, and so 
I don't think somebody else didn't properly maintain her, and she's got some problems now that are cropping up. She's got got all these wrong ideas about how things work. Yeah, that's how did that get programmed in there? It's in her software. That's the problem. Her software is fucked up. Her hardware is just a chip. You should just see if there's any chips in there. You can. Yeah, her hardware is great. Don't get me wrong about that. I need to do a. I need to do a firmware update on my wife. Oh, I hope she doesn't hear this one. Well, the thing is. We're a half hour in, and she's she's not listening to this anyway. <laughs> she's already turned it off. Uh, airplanes. Oh, ca- Nigel again. I'm out. Airplanes and cars. Boo. Yeah. No, she doesn't even listen to the ones that she's in. Yeah. That's that's where my wife is at with show business, and that's like. But that's like these uh, big movie stars. They don't go see all their movies. They don't have time. They're making yeah. three other movies while the movie that they just finished comes out. I don't know. They don't have to. Must be nice, right? Yeah, must be nice. Must be nice. Hey, this is now. Don't forget, we've got a show, Nigel. This we're doing That's a show true. Right this now. That's pretty nice. I, I, and the nice thing is, I still have time to do other things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm going to this Walgreens is, later. Yeah, this isn't taking up. I already did stuff that I went and got groceries this morning. Yeah, so well, I've got to yeah. edit it and all that stuff. Well, it's minor editing, and I, there's some work to it. But, yeah, I get it. We do have time to do other things. I went to uh, the um, Guitar Center the other day because you, you've seen the new podcast, the new setup for when you're actually here, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I got these mics and cables, and I was thinking if I had a speaker – like that block rocker thing that they sell yeah. at Costco. Yeah. I could put on a little bit of a show. So I went to Guitar Center to look at speakers yesterday to see about, like, hey, what what actually would I have to invest in? in to rock the block. To rock the block. Well, forget about the block. We could, I, I, I priced out a little setup that for, you know, this, Pretty good this deal. speaker thing. Well, for the deluxe loudy loud speaker, which I didn't have time to listen to because I was on my way to another thing. But it was like seven hundred bucks, and you'd be in business. Seven hundred bucks, we're doing our own show. Um, All we got to do on, is up on the roof. We you could either do it on the pass. sidewalk in front of the house and then pass the hat. No, you got to do it on the roof, like a, like you two did. Uh, but it's a podcast version. <laughs> it's just and us having this. It's just us having a podcast with the speakers on the roof, and then the people gather. Mm-hmm. Gather yeah. around, and then we start like taking it. questions from them. Does anyone yeah. play the guitar? <laughs> Does anyone down there play the guitar? <laughs> Does anyone have some water they can throw up? A bottle of water. It's hot it's on the roof. Nigel, it's very hot up here. Nigel knocked the ladder over. It's hot on this roof. Just, does anybody have a wet towel I can put on my head? Are you drinking coffee that you got from McDonald's, Nigel? I am. I am, Jake. Is it good? I've never done that. I mean, I have in the past. Seriously? I but actually not don't since mind. the modern era of fancy coffee have I gone to McDonald's for their coffee. I don't mind the McDonald's coffee. I, I did this just because it was it was the quickest, uh, easiest thing on my way home. So I was like, that's the most convenient, and I needed a coffee. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I don't mind the. Uh, I actually don't mind the McDonald's coffee. I got hooked on it because I was staying at a. I was doing shows in the condo I was staying in. There was a McDonald's right across the street, so that was like my breakfast go to every morning, mm-hmm. and that's when I started doing it yeah i might try it because they're everywhere they're, they're everywhere. everywhere and it's uh they give you a little punch card do they oh so when you get when after you buy so, a million of them you get the million and first one no, you buy seven and then your next one's free holy cow. this one this one was free man How do you that you right? can't you can't 
You know, you have one of those days where somebody's like, hey, you got to give us 12 grand for your transmission. You go, I could use a free coffee. I'm going to go gonna go get my free coffee from a person who's making minimum wage. <laughs> oh, the universe is a mess. It you is look a at mess. It that way. I'm going to I have to sign up for healthcare on the uh Obama website this today today tomorrow. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did you see the video that he did with Zach Galifianakis? Oh god, the two ferns. Well, that's yeah, a, that's, Zach, that's Zach's show. I don't know if yeah. you've seen other people on that show, but it's Oh pretty, yeah, yeah. I've seen the I've seen yeah. the show, yeah. So Yeah. I yeah, I watched it. I couldn't he's believe just it. Care, yeah. I know, but he was also <laughs> funny. I mean, he, they had they had kind of bits worked out between them. Yeah, yeah, it was actually not bad. It was weird seeing a president do something like that, though. I felt like it too. It was not quite like if there was a sex tape of the Bill Clinton thing, but it was a little bit. It was a little bit like, is this real? What is the president? Shouldn't he be? I mean. I, uh, how much I think time? he's trying to be cool, right? He well, he is cool. He did look cool, yeah. but but you wonder like the, those guys, their hair goes gray while they're president. I mean, it's so much stress; they don't get any sleep. And he's taking the time out to shoot this thing, and not just shoot it, but he's he he had obviously rehearsed these little jokes and bits with Zach. Yeah, had, you know, it, it wasn't right. just a thing that he walked in and sat down and it happened to him. It right. was it was figured out. Yeah, it's got to be weird to. To be Zach, I, I can't wait to the yeah. next time I see him somewhere. I can ask him like, what the, what the fuck was that like talking to the president? Well, in the White House, doing your thing yeah. in the White House, yeah, would be weird. It's gotta be. But, it would be very odd if if I received a call later that said the president would like to come on this podcast. <laughs> I feel like that could happen. Now. It could happen depending on like my that's... experience with Obamacare. I mean, I know he's had, I, 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 I keep calling chance. it Obamacare, but the, whatever it's the national, the healthcare. Uh, yeah. I don't and think... it, well, it's, it's kind of smart on his part too, because he, that's, that's probably the people he's trying to reach out to. Right. I mean, that's his, that's the demographic. The Zach and you know, Galifianakis people, yeah. Well, that's yeah, what they're saying. Like the young, he wa- they want to get young people signing up. I'm not yeah. young, but I'm pretty healthy. I'm a good. You'd like to have me on your team, believe me. It's going to yeah. be a positive cash flow for a while for me, as far as I can tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just renewed my health care yesterday. Boom. So in we're Canada, in. what do you do? What do you do to renew your health care well, in Canada? You high five the cashier at the grocery store or something, and you're set for a year, or the mailman. <laughs> You just it's like a wedding invitation. You just check yes, I'll attend, and then you just throw it back in the mail. Yeah, that's great. Why do they make you well, do that? Well, it's not like I have private like health like on like on top of the like your your government health care is is essentially for like, you know, you can go to the doctor, you can uh, if you get in a car accident, they'll take you to the emergency room, like all that kind of stuff. And then your supplemental stuff that you get private coverage for is for like your prescriptions, dental care, um, any like extra stuff, like if you needed physiotherapy or stuff like that. When, so but when they cut your leg off for that uh, hip cancer tele- cell phone tumor? Uh-huh. That's going to be the, just the government health service. Could yeah, be that's going to be. So that's your basic. All your basic stuff is covered. So it's it's more like the the extra stuff. Like when you get supplemental health care coverage. When they put up here, the new robot for, leg on and you have to learn how to run around on it, that's that's you get supplemental yeah. for that. Yeah. Yeah. You, if you want a guy to help you train for the for the Paralympics, that's where that comes in. Yeah, I see. Okay. Yeah. Or to fight crime or whatever you're going to use your super leg for. Yeah. 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 It's good. It's good to have. It's good well, to have whatever. a backup coverage. Yeah, yeah. To get your money's worth out of your super leg. 
Yeah. I don't know if that's what they call them, but I, I, I probably would. I'd call it my super leg, definitely. I, yeah. I call another thing my super leg now. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> okay. Good night, everyone. <laughs> this podcast just got very dirty. <laughs> um. So I was when I was looking on the internet for things that we could talk about after I saw the you know the air the million stories about the airplane and watched one of the you know crying people oh my god uh-huh. there uh-huh. was this thing about Colin Powell had put out a, a selfie of himself like look he looks like he's nineteen in college and they were talking about Colin Powell pioneer the selfie and everybody's talking about selfie I, I think the word selfie is new but the idea that you're taking a picture of yourself is not a new thing the the media the news is acting like this whole concept of a selfie is some kind of a new thing yeah it's just more popular now i mean people used to do that. i mean i remember doing that with like a snapshot camera when yeah. you're at the grand you're at the grand canyon or whatever with your buddy and you're trying but they just never turned out because you couldn't you couldn't look at them and take another one <laughs> yeah, like you don't the know. time lag it's, between it's when you take one and when you see one is is so far well, and with phones now that you can have the lens facing you can look at the screen and make sure everybody's in Mm-hmm. And you could actually take the picture. When you had like an old snapshot camera or a disposable camera or whatever, you're just hoping that you're you're staring into that little black box, hoping that the weird you can thing, see your reflection yeah. or you're all in there or whatever. The weird thing to me is the selfie camera is never as good as the other camera on the phone. You know? The yeah. One, the one that it's faces less. you. It's not yeah, it's, it's less megapixels. Yeah. That's true. I think on some of the newer ones, it's uh, they're jack. You think that's gonna? You know that's gonna be the next. It's thing. gonna it's change. Like, that's yeah, gonna the, be more. It's new. gonna be the more powerful camera because that's all anybody wants is a picture. Like I can't believe when I look at my Instagram, <laughs> the Samsung selfie phone. Yeah, that's there won't even be a camera on the other side. It's like forget it. We know you're not taking pictures of anything other than yourself. <laughs> only taking pictures of things that have me in them. Otherwise, yeah. why bother? You know exactly. Well, have you looked like some Instagram accounts? I look at them and it's just people just taking pictures of their entire account is just pictures of themselves. <laughs> like they're just. It's like wow. Yeah, you must be fun in person to hang out with. Do you look at the Instagrams of other people on your computer or on the phone? On your phone? I only look at it on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't ever get I don't use any of that stuff on the computer. I just use it on the phone. But I, I don't really – I just kind of shoot stuff out there and I never – That's, I don't that's really what I'm saying. It. This whole concept that you're bringing up that I would even look at someone else's Instagram is maybe I should, yeah. maybe I should do that later. Well, Instagram is the one thing I do look at because it's so easy. You just kind of – when you open it, I'll just kind of scroll through the first whatever, and if there's mm-hmm. something I like in there, I like it, and if not, then whatever, and then I'll post whatever I'm posting. But I don't, uh, yeah, I don't like. I don't really go on, get on the computer and go on Facebook or go on Twitter or whatever. I just look at it on my phone if I look at it. Hmm. I try not to. It's just depressing. People having a better life than you. People look better than you. Hard to believe. I know, right? No, I just feel like there's not, I don't know, there's not much that I really, on there that I care about. Mm-hmm. Like there's tons of mis, I, I, I feel like Facebook is all misinformation. It's people posting stories that aren't true and don't exist. Like like nobody fact checks anything. They just read something online and then they post it on Facebook like it's true. And then you look at it and go, really, they did find the plane and it crashed in Hawaii? And then you're like, I this is a completely false story. Like, did you not happen to look at the 30 other news sources out there that are not like, why would you post that? 
because well because people just want to be they want to feel like they found something out oh this is awesome check it out yeah. I just found this out yeah I think that's how Fox News operates because we're all detectives just, we're all detectives just like, we're all just, it's just morons who are trying to figure things out by talking to other morons that's how the internet works that's what we're doing yeah I know <laughs> that's what this is I never right. claimed to be a journalist though yeah that's true um, but um, yeah, and Twitter. Twitter. I just don't have any. I don't have any followers, so I rarely like. I scroll through it sometimes, or I, I every do, once in a while I, I post something. But I read. I'm just not on it. I read through Twitter and I interact with people there. But uh, yeah, every time I go on Facebook and try and make sense of it, I can't because you, you've got everybody who you're friends with. Because I didn't get a. A, a like page, a fan page until later. So my regular Facebook page is all kind of fan stuff. So, but to them, it's their personal page to keep in touch with their friends. So it's people who I don't know who are picking up their kids to take them to soccer practice or on a yeah. vacation someplace or eating ice cream. And then, and then there's a few of those crazy stories you say, and then somebody's mad at someone else for something that you don't yeah. understand. And then it's a picture of somebody's dinner. And yeah, you know, I don't know. And or or just ads. There's a lot of ads in mine now. When I scroll through the feed, there's tons of like promoted, like commercial things that hey, try this. I wish that the new thing would happen. So I, I the other yeah. night I had a couple of drinks and I was thinking I should just quit all of these things. I should just quit. I should just abandon all my social media. But I I feel like I have to be in Facebook, but I can't. Yeah, I just post things, but I can't interact in it because it's too confusing to me. Yeah, I've half quit. I've half quit to the point where I do it once in a while, but it's so rare that I feel like I probably will quit soon. Let me ask you this. Did you watch the first episode of that Cosmos show? No, I didn't. It was pretty good. Did I you? watched it last night. You can watch it online. Yeah. At least you could last night. I'll check that out. Did you uh, watch the finale of True Detective? Have you been watching the True yes. Detectives? Yes, I did. Oh, man. I don't want to do a spoiler alert, but I'm pretty no, sure. I don't, that... we don't, I don't even want to talk about it because I was too, I was like traumatized. It was I little... watched the last, two ep- the last two episodes back to back because I was a little bit behind. Uh-huh. And that just, it was just like, I was so glad that the, the last one was right behind it because I was like, well, what the? shit and then you get into the next one and it all just starts happening and it was amazing what a great what an incredible show i don't know how they can top that i don't know how they can do another season well the next season it's going to be two new detectives right or i know but this one was so good like who do you get that's better than those two i don't know you're gonna have to hire somebody to make some things up (sighs) i think this one was based on a made-up thing already i think this one was based on a book wasn't it it could have been I don't now, know. Now we're back down to things that we don't know. I don't know, know what it was based on. I, I thought it was an original. I thought this guy wrote it. Well, we've been talking. I this was a. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, well, I thought it was a book, but I, we, one of the, it's probably one of those two. <laughs> either it's based on a thing or somebody made it up specifically <laughs> it's, for it. It's either based on something that was done before or it's original. Yeah. That we can say for certain. Yeah. Okay, good. So, guys, keep well, tuning not, in for all the facts. Fifty. Hey, while we've been talking, have you found that plane? Did you find the plane, Nigel? <laughs> I don't know, but I found a Kleenex on the floor over here. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that is – should I call that in and report it to Do anyone? You think, yes, you definitely should. You should tweet Wolf Blitzer as soon as we get off. <laughs> get a hold of Fox News and let them know. I'll do a selfie of me with the Kleenex and post that on Twitter 
and tag Fox News in it. Fox News should just be Hashtag called plane crash. Angry guys and hot ladies. <laughs> yeah, we're just making shit up. Oh, uh, I don't know. I I do. It's fun to watch sometimes because it is so kind of just an alternate universe. I guess yeah. to people who watch Fox News, probably CNN is an alternate universe too. But it's just weird that that we're living in this world where you turn on the news and you go, "Is that did that really happen?" Or it, it's like Facebook now. Now the yeah. news is like Facebook. Yeah. Did that really yeah. happen, or are you just retweeting? Are you just re-updating a status thing that somebody you only read the headline? You didn't even read the whole article. Yeah, well, it's amazing to me that the news a lot of times actually does use Twitter and Facebook and YouTube. Like they they use those things in the news. Like they'll put that in the news, and it's like, do you even know if that's a credible source, or they'll just show and be like, hey, this is what so and so said, and it's like who. Who the hell is that? And well, this just... is the other thing about that, though, is like, really, I turned my TV on so you could tell me about something that happened on Twitter. I have yeah. Twitter already on my phone, dumbass. <laughs> I just turned my phone off to turn the TV on, and you're telling me about something that happened on my phone. Cut it out. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me I some know. TV things. TV. Yeah, tell me what's really happening. Well, and the other thing I hate about it is, I mean, Everything is sort of opinion-based now. Like, journalism is kind of gone. There's no, like, just getting the facts anymore. But Fox News, they take it to a whole new level of opinion where they're just like, we're we're making our opinion the craziest one, like the farthest to the end of the spectrum crazy, and we're not going to – we're not backing down. That's, that's what it is. Well, that's and that's what we should be doing with this podcast, Nigel. Taking a hard line. <laughs> we, no, not a hard line. Just crazy. Oh. Just coming up with the craziest. Like, <laughs> I'm going to sue the Paralympics because they won't let me in. It's not fair that yeah. I'm not allowed to be in the Paralympics. Yeah. And the Boy Scouts as yeah. well. I was a boy once. I'm a, I'm a male. Yeah. But why so should, let me in. Why should only men be in the Boy Scouts? What if, yeah. what if you're a girl but you identify yourself as a boy and you would like to be in the Boy Scouts, shouldn't you be allowed to get in? Yeah. I don't know. I want to be in... I want to be in everything now. It would be nice. I'm joined in everything. I'm joined in... I'm signing up for it all. Okay, well, you've got a big week ahead of you, Nigel. (laughs) Yeah. Women's junior tennis. Here I come. Yeah. I want to compete. The first thing you got to do is every store you go into, you got to become a part of their frequent shopper. You know, like every time you buy something now, they want you to give them your membership card. Yeah, I went to the grocery store this morning and they were like, here's this card. Go scan it in the thing and see if you want a prize. There's all these people signing up. There's like a big thing. And I was like, I'm not doing that. I don't know what is going on, but I know you want my email address or something before I can register to win this prize. And I was just like, ah. There's too many things happening. I don't want to be a part of it. You have to sign up, though, Nigel. You have to sign up. You go ahead and give them your email address. Then as soon as they send you an email, you unsubscribe from their email. Then you sue them if they don't unsubscribe (laughs) you. That's how you play the game. You're not going to win the plane, but you can sue them for spamming you. Try that out for size. I'm going to tell them that next time I go in there, be like, who do I sue when this goes bad? Is it you? <laughs> the, the guy giving me the ticket? What's your name? Give me your email. I want to be able to email you in case. Look, what's your right. email and what are, I want to friend you on Facebook because if this goes south, this whole grocery yeah. store thing. 
Yeah. All right, I'm going to play your little game, but I need your full name, your home address, and your email address. And your social security number. <laughs> do, they, do you have those in Canada? And then I'm in. What do I win? $20 of free groceries? Okay. <laughs> I don't Wait, give me your address. It's worth it to me just to get your email address. You know what I mean, big guy? Yeah, I'll see you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use your Wi-Fi to join this contest in your front yard. <laughs> I need you. <laughs> Give me your Wi-Fi password. Give it to me. <laughs> you think I'm signing up for this crackpot contest from my own internet? No way. Coming to your house. I'm not doing it. I need yeah. your I need your information. Uh, well, I always ask those guys who are trying to get you to sign a petition, like out in front of the Starbucks or whatever. Yeah, I, I always ask them, good. "Are you are you getting paid for right now? Are you getting paid?" Yeah, they're always getting paid. Yeah, and the guy goes, "Yeah, I'm getting paid. Why do you ask?" And I go, "Then I don't feel so bad because I'm not going to talk to you. I don't, you're getting yeah. paid. This is your job, but I don't want to. I I don't want people to be. I, this is where I get my coffee every day. Yeah, I don't need for you to be here every day trying to get me to sign some new thing. Yeah, I talked to one of those guys one time on Main Street, and he was like, "They get paid." And then they, they kind of – I think they get like a little bonus for however many people they sign up and how – like whatever people donate. Like you get a little – a piece of it. So really the money – it's basically just a marketing scam, right? Like so mm-hmm. so one day he's out there saying, you know, it's for Greenpeace. The next day he's out there saying, you know, save the whales or clean water or whatever. He's always – there's different cause every time. You know, they're, all, like, they're all environmental. You're fed up with all the environmental causes. Yeah. No, I think they usually are, though. Most of them yeah, are yeah. environmental. There's always well, some sometimes kind of they're stop, stop uh, elder abuse or um, sexual something or other. Yeah. The one, the, I don't know. The ones I, it's, it was always an environmental thing, but maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then he gets like, so he's basically just getting paid. And the money's really, so maybe a really small part of that money is going to that fund. Well, and he, but, let's face it, he's not getting rich either. No, he's not getting rich, but. Yeah. It's it's really one of those things that you don't uh, yeah I don't feel too bad it's not like uh, it's like the you know when those volunteers come around, they come and knock on your door and they're out there you know canvassing trying to raise money for cancer and they're just volunteering and doing it on their own time those people are those people are champions you know mm-hmm. they're out there making trying to make a difference that guy he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> They're not like you and I trying to change the world one podcast at a time. Yeah. Look at all the stuff we solved. Solved the plane crash. Break it down. Let's summarize it. In wrapping up, summarize what? Summarize the day. Uh, well, we uh, – <laughs> I don't even remember what we – We solved the plane crash thing. Remember, that's where we little started. plane crash, little Paralympics. Yeah, we did some Paralympic stuff. Tumor. Yeah. Yeah, automotive repair. We covered all that. How to fix a transmission. Dangerous uh, airlines. Dangerous airlines. Uh, no safe airlines. We touched on them a little bit. Classy airlines. Yeah, it was a big day. It was a big, it's a big day. day. It's well, sort of a travel. It was sort of a travel themed thing. I'm off to New Zealand on the day that this comes out, and oh, so man. I'm going to try and be in touch with you from there. Oh, that'd be fun! International, international. really international, international episode. Super if international. possible. So I may be able to FaceTime you if I can get on the Wi-Fi down there. I can yeah, try yeah. And FaceTime you on the. Uh, on your on yep. your machine, yep. On your phone, I mean, yep. That'll your work. phone machine. So keep take it out of your pants from time to time and just check and see if I'm trying to FaceTime you. I'll put it. Yeah, I'll take it off my tumor. 
I won't I won't leave it on my tumor all the whole time. I'll okay. sometimes put it on the table so all I right. can see it. But uh, I will I will either way. I'll see you soon. Good episode. Yeah, so let's just wrap we... up the episode now. And then okay. We can, then we can have social time. Okay. Uh, how do we wrap it up? Do we thank our sponsors, Garuda Airlines and McDonald's Coffee? <laughs> yeah. Thanks, okay. Garuda, Garuda McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and Bravada Air Braviter, what was it? Bivarader Airlines? Bivader. 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 That, was a, that planes. was a kind of plane, the Bivader. Yeah, the Bivader planes. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, who else? Anybody else you want to thank? Barack Obama? Uh, the Zach president, Zach Galifianakis, for keeping us entertained. Fox News, for keeping it interesting. Uh, and uh, hot ladies everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Hot pants and hot ladies. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> hot pants, hot ladies. <laughs> 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 Well, that's it for this week, ladies and ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening to Nigel and I. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Once again, I thank you. I hope I'll be seeing you out there in the world. I'm going to be down in New Zealand for a while. Hope our hope our plane doesn't get lost. That's a thing that can happen now. Oh, my Lord. A lot of people... A lot of people lost on that plane. And we lost a couple of people this week, too, didn't we? We lost uh, David Brenner. We also lost uh, Tim Wilson, who was a comic who was my age, contemporary of mine, who I had not met until a couple years ago at uh, the Ron White Comedy Salute for the Troops. And Tim was there. It was great to meet him and have a chance to talk to him. And he was so nice to me, uh, friendly and complimentary. And he was just a really... Funny guy, very successful in his world of, uh, you know, Southern comedy and uh, and also playing. It's great. He was a musician as well. And I really was excited when I met him about what a nice person he was. And I, I was looking forward to seeing him again. And I'm really sad this week to find out that that's not going to happen. So rest in peace, Tim. And I am sorry that you are gone. But I'm glad that you are all here, everybody. Please don't give up this week. Please hang in there. There'll be plenty of time to give up later. Trust me on that. Trust me. Hang in there. Thank you. Bye-bye. I'm going to be signing up for health care. <laughs> yeah, the Obamacare. Let me know how that turns out. I'm kind of curious as to how, like what the cost difference is, too. Between, I am, too. I yeah. am, too. Yeah. Well, good luck. Thank you. Thank you. <sighs> Maybe get in health insurance when you're in New Zealand. Sign up for something down Sign there. Sign up for something down there. Maybe I'll get a yeah. job while I'm down there, and I just will send for my things. <laughs> get your Yeah, get health insurance down there. Get on a plan down there, and then you just buy travel insurance for going to America, and then you just have travel insurance while you're at home. Okay, solid. And then if anything happens to you in America, you've got travel insurance, and then they ship you back to New Zealand. You get treated there. I like right? it. Okay. Yeah. Done deal. Boom. You're welcome. 
<laughs> Thank you. That should have been in the podcast, right? I know. Solving people's problems. Yeah. Everybody, fly to New Zealand, get coverage there.